Hello, and welcome to another audio version of Burnt Toast. This is a newsletter where we explore questions and some answers around fat phobia, diet culture, parenting, and health. I'm Virginia Soul-Smith. I'm a journalist who covers weight stigma and diet culture, and I'm the author of The Eating Instinct and the forthcoming Fat Kid Phobia. And today, I'm really thrilled to be chatting with Nimade Bewu and Janet Conroy-Quirk, who are the creators of the National Plus Guide. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having us. Thank you so much for being here. Um, So why don't we start with each of you telling my listeners just a little more about you, your background, and what drew you to doing this work? Sure, I'll go first. Um, This is Nimade. Uh, I actually created the National Plus Guide um, just off of my own experience. I had moved to a new town from Florida to Delaware, and I was trying to find a new doctor, which um, anyone who lives in a larger body or marginalized body uh, knows that that can be difficult sometimes, um, just finding someone who doesn't, you know, have that fat phobia. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself, you know, just wishing there was somewhere I could go to get, like, recommendations or see, you know, who are who other people would suggest in that area. Um, and there wasn't anything like that. So I figured I should try to create something. Um, and originally I was thinking about just doing it for that purpose, specifically doctors, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, well, there are so many areas where, you know, sometimes we struggle to, to find the right fitting. Or I know like if my friends want to go out, I, I pull up, a, um, Yelp and see if there are like, try to take a look at pictures for the restaurant, see what the seating is like, stairs mm-hmm. like things like that. So I'm like, it'd be so great if some people, if there was a place where people could just go to get all that. So that's where the idea came from. And um, that's basically what we're trying to build. Um, a little bit about me. I realized I totally skipped over that part. <laughs> no worries. Um, all good. <laughs> a little bit about me. I, I work full time at a bank, but I do a lot um, on the side as well. And just the area of communications in general. Um, I do a lot of advocacy around mental health and mental illness. I volunteer with NAMI. Um, I also do just communication stuff. I do a lot of uh, Facebook Live, um, not Facebook, IG Lives. Like I do um, self-love on Sundays, mental health on Tuesdays, and then whatever other topics come up in between. Um, and then I have a show called More Than My Size that I do with my friend Alicia, where we're just, you know, two larger bodied women living life um, because we sort of I feel like a lot of times when there's representation of larger bodies, um, it's always from like this depressed place, you know, like, oh, we're so lazy or we're not doing anything and blah, blah, blah. And we wanted to show like, no, some of us are out here like kicking butt. Yeah. Um, so we started, we started that show. So that's um, on YouTube and podcast. So that's what Amazing. I think do with my time. I talk a lot. In case you <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do on a podcast. And I will definitely link to all of that in the transcript. So folks can follow you in all of those places because that sounds amazing. Janet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, uh, <clears throat> I'm a MSW. Uh, I was a social worker in New York city for about 15 years working with different populations. Uh, I worked with uh, homeless individuals, the older population. Um, and then I kind of transitioned out of that. It's a pretty high stress job. And I um, started doing some writing and a lot of acting. And then I became involved in the um, fat positivity movement. So I started to write about my experiences 
in theater and in the world in a big body and um eventually went on to start doing more freelance writing i was briefly um the editor of a plus magazine that i'm no longer with um which was you know at least a good experience and you know so i have kind of just been getting back into doing more acting a lot more writing and um when nimade told me that she was working on this i was so drawn to it because yeah i'd had the same experiences not you know in, in medical settings of course and also just in um things like you know buying a wedding dress i have a horrific story about that um or just going to places like restaurants and being either physically not able to feel comfortable or being mistreated in some ways in some settings so it's so important to me to be able to to help us you know create this this database this place where people can go and make sure that they're going to be respected and comfortable and safe is so important to me um so yeah that's pretty much what we're working on now it's so important i'm so grateful to both of you for doing this work and for getting this project off the ground i mean this comes up all the time in my reporting and conversations with friends exactly what Nimade, what you were saying about like i want to go to a restaurant but like let me like do this sleuthing online and try to find photos of what the chairs look like or like it's so much added emotional labor that people are asked to do just to feel like they can be safe in their bodies out in the world. And it's so important to challenge that. Um, so you both touched on, yeah, medical experiences, restaurants, um, what other types of businesses or what other like sort of spaces do you feel like this comes up that is really important to sort of include in the database? I mean, ultimately with the database, we want it to be both a mix of like plus positive space and then also just highlighting plus like plus size business owners as well. Um, Because, you know, you can shop anywhere and spend your money anywhere. And I'm just big on spending it where it has a bigger impact, you know? Mm -hmm. So whether that be, you know, I'm black. So I try to support black businesses and women owned businesses and, you know, plus businesses. Um, So it's a mix of highlighting that. And then also highlighting, as you mentioned, places that are, um, plus positive. So like, uh, like bed and breakfast hotels. Sometimes people don't really think about that, but like that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, like the bedding, the showers, things like those. Um, yeah, you said doctors, restaurants. Honestly, it's really, we should be able to live our life to the fullest, no matter what size we are. Yeah. And for me, like that's what it sort of boils down to. And so, I, and maybe it's because I'm big on reviews. Like I'm all over reviews on Amazon and Yelps and stuff before I make decisions. I just always want to try to make things easier and efficient where I can. So for me, having this guide, hopefully it grows into a space where people can just, Hey, I'm traveling. Like I love traveling. If I'm going to this city where I can just pull it up real quick or, you know, I'm moving where I can pull things up really fast instead of really having to not only search for the category I need and then deeper search into that to figure out if it's plus positive or not. Like I want to remove that extra step for people. So it's more streamless and it's just as easy for us to find things as it is for our smaller counterparts. Right. Absolutely. I was talking to a friend about going to Disney world and that um, plus mommy has a great blog and she's done a really good review of like being in Disney world and a larger body and what you need to know about different rides and, you know, different, all these different components that you're talking about. And that also just really struck me like Disney World should be a place for everybody. It shouldn't be a place right. where you feel like you might not fit. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. so yeah. yeah. I think we had included, um, in the categories, we had a recreation section too. So it covers 
you know, exactly what you're talking about, like amusement parks, but then also theaters and, you know, camping sites and things that you just don't like think about. And, and mm-hmm. then you realize, you know, we need to know about that. So that's in there too. And I'm just trying to, it occurred to me when we were talking, we also included, um, you know, like salons and places like for personal services. And then we were t- trying to take a look at, um, like, you know, like Nimada was saying about part of this being about including the culture, highlighting, you know, great parts of plus culture. So we want to include plus events, um, and, you know, groups that gather in different parts of the country. So we're working on that too. Um, as well as plus positive media. So, um, you know, I'm not, that's, I guess maybe that could look like, either, you know, a theater that is very, very, you know, progressive in their casting, stuff, stuff like that. I mean, that's, mm. that's maybe a little further down the road, but I think it's probably related and would definitely fit in. So yeah, there's a lot of categories, but it's, um, it, it's cool. And we're hoping more people will come up with different ideas and send more stuff to us. We even thought about a, a section for kids, um, you know, maybe a really like a camp. Uh, I know there we can, I can think of a couple that are, you know, really devoted to building up young people, not focusing on size. Um, because I know we've, I know people who've gone to camps and had an awful experience. So, yeah. you know, be all inclusive. Yeah. And uniforms for kids too, and clothes for oh, kids God, is yeah. really <laughs> tough. Um, a friend of mine, I've written about this in the newsletter, um, recently, you know, her daughter's in a bigger body and trying to find softball uniform pants that fit. They were all slim cut softball pants for kids. I mean, it's just mind boggling. It's mind boggling. Um, and you know, the idea that you, you know, and then when we talk about, you know, these sort of stereotypes that like kids in bigger bodies don't play sports, it's like, well, yeah, if they can't wear the uniform, if you're not literally not making a space for them, you know, how does this perpetuate the cycle? It's, it's really messed up. Um, so yeah, I love all of these ideas. I think this is so, so important. And I really love, spotlighting plus creators, makers, you know, the, the sort of focusing on those businesses that people can support. Cause yeah, I think that's a huge part of this conversation too. You know, something I think about a lot as a writer and a journalist is, you know, which, which stories are not getting told, who's not getting to tell their own story. Um, you know, and certainly we see this in publishing, you know, there's a, like when you look at books on body positivity, a lot of them are written by thin white women and that's something we really need to change. Yeah. 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 And we even, um, you know, besides just having the directory, it's definitely something that we want to grow into a community as well. So we have, um, the IG page, we try to repost interesting things that we see. We do like a man crush Monday. We shout out a business person on Tuesdays, woman crush Wednesdays, just to highlight and promote people. Um, you know, we have a newsletter that's going to come out. So we're always going to be looking for people who want to write. I know sometimes it's hard breaking into the social sphere. It sometimes feels like a bubble that you can't quite get your foot into. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anywhere where we can make it a little easier, we, you know, we want to because everyone wants the person with like thousands and thousands of followers, but like who's taking a chance on the person with like a hundred followers who might be just as brilliant as the person with thousands and thousands of followers. We just don't know about them yet. Um, so I really want to create like a space for them, like for anyone you know, just plus size and marginalized to be like, hey, I have this great idea. I want to try the series on your page or um, be a part of the newsletter or something like that, just to help give them that that extra platform, that space. So we also try to do lives. 
um, as well, just talking to different people um, to spread information about them. Um, and we've been also trying to highlight plus love just because, so it came to me because I was um, on the page, you know, somebody's son. Have you ever seen that? Mm, I don't think I have, but. Oh, well, it's just a picture. It's just a page of like two couples and like the guy, like in front of the guy, I'll say somebody's son. And then in front of the girl, I'll say me. So they're just like cute couple pictures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and not seeing any plus size. Mm -hmm. I saw maybe like, but we, there's love for us out there. I mean, I know my DMs aren't dry. Like people like plus size women. Um, there are people who are plus size find love with slim people, other plus size people, other sexes, but it's, where do we see that? We don't really. I mean, I don't know if you can really think of anything, uh, no. Virginia, but I can't really think of a place where it's like, oh, plus love. And I think that that matters for everyone, um, but especially for younger people. You know, I when I was younger and also much slimmer than I am now, um, I remember thinking I was too big to really like find love. Like nobody really likes big girls, but that's not true. That's that's a, a lie that society puts on us. Um, and we kind of want to help show that that's not true you know like yeah. help highlight and show and spread um pictures of just loving couples being happy so um whenever we scroll across one on the on um ig we try to repost it and share and i think we're going to start trying to see if we can bring some couples in to do lives with us um just to talk about the relationship i love that because you're completely right it's not the sort of default representation and often you know when you do see you know, a woman in a bigger body with a thinner man, like the commentary is like very derogatory and very, you know, like what's he thinking? Yeah. Or, yeah. And I mean, mm -hmm. that's just like crap. I mean, that's, yeah, it's not reflecting the real experiences of people in larger bodies. Um, and it's a terrible message to perpetuate. So I love pushing back against that. Um, just going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, you know, about the challenges of navigating these spaces, since this is obviously something you've both thought a lot about, you know, I'm wondering if, I mean, obviously the, the database is going to be a huge help to folks, but while that's still building and we're still kind of figuring out where are these safer spaces, are there strategies that you have found to be useful when needing to advocate for yourself in a medical setting or, you know, the sort of like online sleuthing you have to do to figure out if the restaurant's going to work. Like, are there other strategies along those lines that you can share? Because I'm sure some of my listeners have been in those same, you know, navigating those kinds of spaces and hitting those same brick walls. Yeah, absolutely. I'll actually like Janet take this one since I shared a few of mine. If I think of any more, I'll let you know, but Janet may have some. Yeah, I, something that I find just recently, this was really helpful last weekend. I was going in for a just a general eye exam. Now, most people wouldn't be nervous about that, but I just have carry so much with me from being in any medical setting and having people not listen to me or assume that there's going to be a problem because of how my body looks. And I, so this was recommended, this person was recommended through a, a fat support Facebook group. And um, it was a little further away from my home than I probably normally would have traveled, but it was worth it. And I took the time to write something about my anxiety and about my past experiences and they read it and they were so ready for me and they were so accommodating and it just made the biggest difference. I think that taking the time to communicate ahead of time is really so key, but also communicating afterwards. Sometimes when things happen and you're mistreated in a restaurant, salon, store, you, you don't have your words ready. And sometimes it's hard because 
large people were often a big stereotype is we're aggressive or we're angry. So mm-hmm. getting into it with somebody in the moment can sometimes be detrimental. So for instance, last year, my husband and I stayed at a hotel and we loved it. Everything was great. But we went down one night to get dinner at the bar to bring it up to our room because you had to because it was COVID. And the bartender mm-hmm. made a comment about how much food we had ordered. And it was really inappropriate and really rude. And in the moment, I decided not to confront him and make a scene. Um, but afterwards, I wrote to the hotel and I wrote to the general manager and I explained what had happened. And he got back to me and was so kind. And he acknowledged, he said, you know, my wife is plus size and I'm so disappointed that, you know, if anybody ever said that to her, I'd be so sad. So, um, and he handled the situation and it was really effective. So I think sometimes it's so hard to advocate in the moment, even though we want to. And so I would just say, you know, you don't have to deal with it just then, but dealing with it beforehand is a great strategy and addressing it afterwards. So you always have a chance to go back and do it if you didn't get the chance to. And I think sometimes it's even the wiser choice because like I said, we can, you know, fat people, we are often seen as adversarial when we're really just being assertive. Right. We're really just saying what we need, like any person should be able to do. But right. yeah, I love that. That's such good advice. And yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense because yeah, it just doesn't feel safe to always speak up in the moment or you, you know, you feel sort of panicked and stressed and like, it's hard to find your voice in that moment. So it's great to think about following up afterwards. Um I think that I'll just add to that really quick. Yeah. I think that part of it is also, there's like a level of shame we feel about our size. Um, no matter how much work we do, I know I'm constantly putting in work to have like self-love, self-acceptance. We've lived in a society that's told us our whole lives that our bodies are bad, our bodies are wrong. And not only that, that it's our fault that they look like that. Like no matter what your medical issue is or blah, 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 genetics, it's always like, well, it's your fault, you're fat. Mm-hmm. So I think that sometimes when we're placed in situations where we don't fit or we don't feel comfortable, while we know we deserve, you know, to feel comfortable like everyone else and to fit like everyone, there's still a part of us that's like, well, it's my fault that I'm so fat that this isn't working or that they're being like this. So I think sometimes it's hard for us to stand up for ourselves, or at least I know for me, maybe I'm saying us and I really just mean me. But, um, I no, think I think that's a pretty universal experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I just think that sometimes that's hard. So that's why I love, um, Janet's takeaway about sometimes it's okay to wait and deal with it after if you don't feel comfortable in that moment. Absolutely. That comes up too in my conversations with parents, you know, I think when we think about how to talk to our kids about these issues, that theme can come up because, you know, we know, you know, if you're calling out racism or you're calling out homophobia, like you can feel very confident and like that person is wrong and this is the right way to do it. But with weight stigma and fat phobia, because we've so internalized that idea that it's our problem, it can be harder to say like, this is wrong. And, you know, it can be harder to push back against it in some way, which is not to say the experience of racism isn't, you know, I'm not trying to say it's like better or something, but just that there's that, that nuance to dealing with this particular form of oppression that is really difficult because you have to kind of be navigating it for yourself as well as navigating the message the world's giving you. Exactly. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Um, well, this is all really great and helpful. Um, the last thing I wanted to chat about a little bit is the idea of thin allyship, because I often hear from readers in straight-sized bodies 
saying, you know, I want to be a better ally. I want to support the plus people in my life. And, you know, what should I be doing? How can I be helpful? And so just wondered if you all had any thoughts about, about that. Are there ways that, you know, straight sized folks have showed up for you that's been really helpful? Are there things that people have done that have been really not helpful that we can give as some like, don't do this? Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I have a few. Um, so first thing is most fat people know that they're fat, so they don't need you to tell them that they're fat. Um, <laughs> Amen. It's not helpful in any way, shape, or form. Um, I've never had someone tell me that I was unhealthy in my comment section, and then suddenly I was like, oh, my God, I should change my life. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. So if you want to be an ally, definitely stop with that. Um, I think first and foremost is treating the people in your life, no matter what their size is, like they're a normal size person, um, like they're just a person, which we are. Um, I do think as far as being a good ally, family, or friend, um, you know, you kind of know what the person that you're with is dealing with. Like, I don't fit in booths. I haven't for a while. Um, so, like, if I'm going out with my friends, I appreciate when they get a table because it's actually one of those things where, like, because I get nervous about it, I can, if I try, um, try to get there early to make sure I ask for um, a table because once my friends got a booth and it was just kind of like, I felt mm-hmm. horrible being like, oh, we have to move mm-hmm. or oh, let's pull up a chair, you know? So just be aware of stuff like that. Like in, when you're in spaces with them, like how can you help to make them feel comfortable without them necessarily having to say something? Because again, that shame I mentioned earlier might make it so they're, they're just painfully uncomfortable the whole time because they're not comfortable speaking up for themselves. Um, and then I also think like anytime that you can advocate for larger bodies is so helpful. Um, I say it all the time that people who, like if someone doesn't have respect for a certain type of person, like let's say whether it's like race, gender, or size, they're not going to hear the message from that person. Mm-hmm. So if someone doesn't have respect for um, larger bodies, I could say I deserve respect all day long. They don't care because they already Mm -hmm. don't have respect for me. But they might hear a slimmer person saying, hey, even though that person is larger, they still deserve respect. Mm -hmm. Um, So never underestimate. And I say this all the time, whether I'm talking about larger bodies or whether I'm talking about racism. Like if you're part of the group that is in a way oppressing or, you know, just being a problem for the other group, like it really, really um, takes your voice to make a huge difference because we can stand on the outside saying let us in all day long but if you're already in it's a little bit easier to open that door and let people in so just really use your voice to to advocate for them whether they're there or more importantly when they're not there yes agreed yes that's that's yeah. huge Jenna yeah. anything you want to add there yeah um yeah I completely that all of that is so so perfect um yeah I would also just say you know and this is a little sticky because, you know, we, we're all victims of diet culture. We know that. And it's normal that everybody at every size has some feelings about their body. I, I do always try to maybe help people remember though, that when you are not in a fat body um, and you're not experiencing the effects of that and, and you complain about your own body and you comment on having gained weight or how you feel mm-hmm. unattractive, your, your bigger friends are hearing you. And what they're hearing is that, 
you have some feelings about their body. Now that it, it may sound harsh and I, I know that it's not, and of course we say, you know, that's not the, that wasn't my intent. Well, of course it was not the intent, but let's remember the impact. So I would say that's always something that we should all strive for, you know, to mm-hmm. not, and I'm a big fan of like just eliminating the talking about physical compliments anyway. And I'm working really hard on that, um, just about anything. Um, so that, that is helpful. And I think also just learning a little bit more about, um, you know, what representation looks like and something that really helped me and really touched me. I was very, very affected by it was when I was working with the plus size magazine, um, a bunch of friends bought some subscriptions and a friend of mine sent me a photo of her two little girls who were three and four reading, looking at the magazine, not reading it, but like looking at it oh, and there yeah. were these, you know, pictures of big women in bikinis. And it was so wonderful. And I thought, see, this is how we're going to fix things in the future. Mm-hmm. They are all, they're already seeing that, okay, that body belongs in a magazine. That's, that's great. And it's wonderful. Um, and it's a lot of progress. So that, you know, just kind of showing up and learning about the movement and learning why things are offensive or why they're not, you know, what, what fat phobia is and what it looks like, um, is so important. And yeah, just in terms of friendship, listening, thinking about, yeah, sitting at a table, Rather than a booth, my friends have become very good about making sure that temperature wise I'm okay because I get very, very warm and then mm-hmm. I sweat and then I get even more nervous about the sweating. Mm-hmm. So my friends are not the ones who are going to be like, Oh, let's sit outside. It's only 85 degrees. They're yes. like, no, we'll go inside because she's going to be uncomfortable and it's not the world's biggest deal. And I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. yeah. It really is these small ways of being thoughtful that I think like would be it's you know it's courtesy you want to extend to anyone in your life and you're just sort of seeing people for who they are and what they're dealing with and thinking about how to meet them with what they need um but yeah but it is a sort of a flexible form of thinking that people haven't been taught you know when we're teaching our kids manners we kind of forget to cover this stuff so yeah yeah. and I think it also just to piggyback off of that a little it impacts how much we go out as well right like Mm -hmm. not everybody who's in the larger body is introverted um but some of us just because of the uncomfortableness like janet said like you're sweating or you're walking or whatever it's it's just easier to stay home than deal with that um i remember i went out with some friends once and they're like well it's not that far of a walk from like this point to that point i was like well is it normal size not that far of a walk or like for me not that far of a walk Mm. because that is a walk you know um so thinking about stuff like that and like i have my friends who i know are almost like safe spaces for me. Like we can hang out. Like I'm not going to be embarrassed if I'm sweating. And I know they're not going to like plan something or do something that might make me feel uncomfortable or where I might be embarrassed. So I think, you know, especially if someone's listening with larger body friends, like think about the activities that you're inviting them to. And maybe there's a reason why they're saying no. And it's not always just because they don't want to. I've had times where people have, you know, invited me to things. I'm like, that'd be so awesome. I'm like, but I would be so miserable in my body Mm. and again like that's on me to work on my body and what I want to do and blah 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 so I'm very much about body autonomy whatever your goals are whether it's to stay the same or lose weight whatever that's fine but if you are trying to invite people into your space just think about how their body would be in your space and if you're really making a space where they would feel comfortable saying yes that's a great tip. Yeah. That's something we were um buying some patio furniture recently and I was like, oh, I need to really consider how accessible this furniture is for people, yes. you know, and that's just like a layer of thinking that we can all get used to doing and just, you know, would this be, would this work for somebody in a bigger body? Um, 
And yeah, I love that. And it also speaks so well to what you both are doing with this project and trying to highlight businesses that are already doing this work and making these spaces for us. So amazing. Thank you so much. Um, why don't you each tell our listeners where they can find more of you, more of your work, follow you, support what you're doing. Um, and I'll definitely link to everything. Sure. Well, absolutely. I'm definitely fine. National plus guide. Um, that's the main director we're talking about mm-hmm. and we're trying to build it up, but we really want your suggestions, your tips. Like there's a spot to go in there to either um, promote, like put your business info in or recommend other businesses and we'll contact them to see if they're cool being put in. So that is huge for us. Spread the word on that, trying to get people to record, cause there's no way Janet and I are going to be able to find all the businesses in the country. <laughs> um, we need your help. <laughs> so, um, please go to the website and try to add businesses or recommend businesses. Um, and then as far as me personally, um, I'm across all social media platforms as that African butterfly. The best way to find me is on Instagram, which will lead you to all my other things. Um, I also have a website. It's being updated, but it's still available now, um, which is just www.thatafricanbutterfly.com. And that gives you a bio and a link tree to all of my my stuff. Awesome. Yeah, and I am, um, I also, my website is uh, www.janetconroyquirk.com. It is under construction right now. <laughs> And, I mean, like really under construction. Um, but yeah, on all other platforms on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, I'm, it's just Janet Conroy Quirk, no hyphens. Um, so that's, you can always find me there. And, uh, yeah, I'm working on kind of updating that page too to some links to, um, all my stuff. Um, I'm, I gotta get it. I gotta get it together a little bit, but, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is a project. It's a part time job managing it your social is. stuff. It really yeah. is. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you both so much for joining me. This was such a great conversation. Yes. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate um, you giving us the time and also sharing your platform with us to talk more about this because it means a lot to Janet and I. Absolutely. And thank you all so much for listening to Burnt Toast. If you like this episode and you aren't yet subscribed, please do that. If you are a subscriber, thank you so much. And please consider sharing Burnt Toast on your social media platforms or forwarding it to a friend. Burnt Toast transcripts and essays are edited and formatted by Jessica McKenzie, who also writes the fantastic substack Pinch of Dirt. Our logo is by Deanna Lowe, and I'm Virginia Soul Smith. You can find more of my work at virginiasoulsmith.com or come say hi on Instagram or Twitter, where I am at V underscore Soul Smith. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon. <laughs>